The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Scrump! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 130 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump, and this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees, bringing you this podcast every Monday on this very feed. Uh, if you already aren't, make sure you're following us over uh, or at PWT cast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, as well as uh, patreon.com forward slash PWTcast. Uh, I'm going to be trying something new for uh, next month. I'm going to try to release a schedule. So for some of you guys who uh, might be uh, a little on the fence about joining or like wondering, like, oh, what's all this about? I'm going to try to release an actual schedule so you guys could um, see everything. I'm just going to test that out. Just a, a little thing I got going on. Um, but of course, this week, again, joining me in the in the seat right across from me. This is weird because we're not doing video this week, although we normally do. Uh, Jeremy Zaha. Jeremy, my man, how are you? I am doing great. Um, it's a great Sunday. Uh, snow on the ground. It looks like Christmas, even though it's almost February. Uh, we got uh, snowed in over here. Yeah, it's... Uh, like I was, uh, me and Brett were talking about this uh, before we went on, but uh, I was out last night. I don't get out very often, but last night was one of the nights I was out. And on my way home, it was kind of scary how how uh, much snow was on the ground, how fast fast was coming down. Uh, so well, for me, I have like a, a little deck out here, and so I can like oversee the snow. And it was the same thing. Where yeah, it was one of those things like. Um, you know, my girlfriend was over and at one point she like, cause it's, it's right near the bathroom. So she went to use the bathroom and then she was like, Oh my God, look. And there was so much snow. And it's one of those things where we're like, wow, it's so pretty. It's so nice until you wake up in the morning and you can't leave the parking lot because, uh, there is too much snow and they have not fucking, uh, cleaned it up. So yeah, it's, it's one of those, like it's a snow day for me really. Uh, which is, so I all like, dude, all for the last, two three weeks i feel like i've just been trapped here like i've been trapped uh at home because i've been trying to do things um and i got sick was having car problems um and now the snow um hey that's that's just the universe telling you need to slow down yeah but it sucks because like and and it's always to me it's always like small little errands you know um yeah like i need to go buy hangers coat hangers like i got it's the thing here it's not like oh no i really need to uh well actually i do need i have some kohl's cash that i need to redeem um this podcast of course brought to you by uh, drugs delaney and kohl's um but <laughs> <laughs> shout out drugs delaney my man works at kohl's and i know how much of a grind that can be um yeah no it's a snow day and again it's one of those things like I know everyone's kind of like, oh, global warming, global warming. And I'm like, listen, if it means no snow in Chicago, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine with it being cold, you know? I don't mind mm-hmm. it being super cold because, again, I know how to – I live in Chicago. I know how to fucking, uh, you know, get warm. I know how to bundle up, if that's how you want to say it. Um, but when it's, like, snowy, it's, ugh. Like, again, just the worst. Like, fucking wet socks. Wet socks to me is the worst, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love the snow, but only like the first day it snows. After that, it just gets dirty and just doesn't look good anymore. 
no, I just hate every bit of it. Like when I was a kid, sure. You know, like I, I'd be a little bit more inclined to like, yeah, look it, let's go run, run in the snow and stuff like that. But, um, no, definitely, it's definitely not a fan of it. And again, I have a small, I have like a tiny little car, you know, I got a Versa note and, uh, I love it because it's small. So it's easy to park. Um, it takes like at most 25 bucks to fill up with gas, um, it just you know it's good it's what i need like i'm not one of the like i'm not one of those car dudes who's like i need a giant truck i need a fucking giant truck to show how big my dick is you know like and it's like i just i don't need a giant truck um or anything fancy any sort of like a fancy little sports car i'm just like yeah i don't know this one's cool i like it you know um but uh, of course you know because of that and especially by you know, the, the parking lot by which I park my car in because it's like a fenced in area, the snow just collects more, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I kind of get fucked with like having to like, just, all right, well, I'm going to dig my car out or, you know, which again, dude, this whole week that like I mentioned having car problems, I think I, we, we talked about it either last week or the week before where like having to jump the car, having to jump mm-hmm. my car where it had died. So, and I was being smart. I was going up and warming up my car. I was starting it up every night, you know, just the, so that it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen again. So Thursday night I go to get out of work or no Monday, Monday night I go to get out of work and it fucking dies on me again. And I'm just like, God damn it. And so I call my dad and I'm like, hey, can you, because I, I knew he was at the gym. I'm like, hey, I get, can you swing by and uh, help jumpstart my car? He's like, yeah, sure. Let me, you know, I'm almost done here. I'll, I'll come by. I'm like, all right, cool. And I know it's my dad. So I know I'll almost there. It's probably going to be about 20, 30 minutes. So I'm just chilling, waiting because um, I'm leaving work. And Fred drives by and he's like, oh, you know, Fred, of course, he's a, a gentleman, you know, uh, kind of like our handyman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's kind of like the handyman for, you know, pro wrestling tees, one hour tees. Uh, he comes by and he's like, oh, do you need help? And I'm like, yes, please. He helps me, you know, jumpstart my car. It's all good. Yeah, you know, everything's great. Uh, but then by Thursday night, done. I, I, I go to, you know, I'm, I'm going to run some errands. I'm going to go to Target. Nope. No, I'm not because it, it would not start. It just, it would not fucking start. And I sat there and I'm just like, oh. And at this time, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to bother Fred. I go up there. I'm like, hey, can you just give me your car keys? I'm gonna, I'll move your van. I'll do everything. And it wasn't working. It was one of those things where, like, and if any of you ever had to have, like, jump start a car, the worst. I mean, it's just annoying. But, you know, he was, like, I, I was sitting there, and it, it was almost going. It was almost going. And then, no, it stopped. So it was just, it was just a pain in the ass because of that. Because it's, like. I don't know about you. I hate having car problems because I just immediately feel useless. Yeah. Like, I, it, it's these, these giant machines that we rely on every day, but so few people actually understand how they work. Well, especially too, that it's like, <clears throat> like for instance, you, you know, you had your car and then you did not You know, you were what carless mm-hmm. for like about a year and a half, maybe two years now. Yeah. About a year and a half. Yeah. And like, to honest to me, that sounds like the worst. Like, again, I didn't have my car taken away. I just couldn't use it for you know a day or two. And I felt I like I understood how Jack Nicholson was in The Shining. You know, (laughs) 
I know that sounds a little dramatic or a little hyperbolic, but like, no, I fully understood. Like I was going insane because I'm just like, oh my God, like uh, I just, I wanted to leave. I wanted to go do things. Like I hate having to like rely on people. Like I guess I've been driving since I've been like 16, you know, so about 12 years now. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so used to it. I'm so used to it. I can go wherever I want, whenever I want. You know, I don't have to worry about like, can I get a ride or like the simplest things, you know? Um, but no, so of course it died on me again. And my uncle, had been, he'd been here at the shop painting, um, you know, uh, it's not a secret. Ryan's already posted about it. He, you know, his, uh, his new bar area, he's been painting that and he was painting some stuff down at the shop. And so Friday night he was here and I was here. So we have these new posters. Um, <clears throat> we should probably talk about merchandise we sell, right? Uh, if oh, any, yeah. Yeah. So we have we have this new poster printer. That, and of course, I'm the guy who – I do all the stickers. I do all the posters. This new poster printer is fucking – it's awesome. It's legit. It's really nice. Super high quality. So we have these new posters. It's like AEW memorable moments. There's a punk, you know, punk debuting, a bloody Brit Baker, hangman being carried by the Dark Order, the inner circle flipping everyone off, uh, Malachi Black's entrance, and Sting returning. Um, awesome high quality pictures. Uh, and so we're, we were printing posters of those. And so I, I was, you know, I was there late Friday just printing a bunch of those, and my uncle was painting. We got pizza. Again, I mentioned her earlier. I mentioned her every podcast. My girlfriend, Veronica, she she bought us some pizza. So, you know, me and my uncle were sitting there just fucking destroying some pizza. <clears throat> and then afterwards, he's like, all right. He's like, there's two things we can do. He's like, one, we can go try and jumpstart your car, which he's like, for sure the battery's dead. He's like, well, we can go try. And, you know, if it works, then in the morning, go to AutoZone, buy a new battery. All right, cool. He goes, or option two, he goes, we can just go in the morning. He's like, you know, I'll pick you up in the morning after after work. We'll go uh, buy, you know, go buy a new battery and I'll replace it. Now, my uncle, he's, I, I've ta- I believe I've talked about him on here before, but he is like, he's that uncle you know he knows everyone he has a connect for everything um he knows how to do a lot of things that like you know don't just because you know he he's a painter but he does so much more other stuff like he can do like a ton of shit so it didn't strike me as odd that he would know how to change a car battery you know because i'm just like yeah sure of course like you know how to you you know how to change a car battery like much like the way you know how to like patch up a hole and and then things like that you know um so he he goes and he you know we go to AutoZone before we stop to AutoZone though uh we go to this island like I don't know how I mean I don't know how often you do it but like um there's like a bunch of Mexican grocery stores that will sometimes have like a, a taco place inside oh yeah there's one right by my house oh yeah there is oh dude that one by your house is so good um, yeah, oh yeah oh yeah uh, the one on our is it the one on Armitage? Yeah, oh, dude, I used, I love that place. But like you know, so a lot of like Mexican grocery stores. Like if any of you guys live near one, uh, typically the good ones at least will have like a little taco place in there. And that's how this this thing was. You know, we went, we got some tacos. Uh, he gave me half a torta, which I was literally craving all night to the point where, like this morning for breakfast, we went and got some donuts. And then I was just like, 
oh, but you know, I wish I could really get a torta. So I went and got one. Um, but you know, we, we finally, we, we go, we get the battery and we, you know, he winds up replacing it and everything. And again, it's one of those things where like, I, like I, you know, I kind of mentioned to you, I don't, I don't know if I would ever, if I would ever need to change the battery again. I mean, you know, you typically change that every about three, four years. And with my car, I had it for about four or five years before I needed to finally change the battery. Um, which I probably should have changed it sooner, but you know, again, semantics, uh, like I could probably do it again if need be, but like, I hope I never have to. Cause again, it's what like, I, I was like now at the point where having to have to jump my car so often, like in the last week and a half, I didn't really need to rely on the YouTube video anymore. Um, as much as I did in the beginning where I was like, hold on, wait, 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 let's wait for this ad to finish to see where the next fucking clamp goes. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I guess, I guess you could say I'm becoming somewhat of a, of a handyman myself, Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, I've always said you're the, the handyman of, uh, the Parsons podcast, PWT cast for sure. Well, that's only because, you know, Dave was much more of an, of an artisan. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, Dave. He is he 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 does a lot of work with his hands. So I mean, there is that argument too. He's very good with arts and crafts. That um, oh, well, you see a lot of them by virtue of your your friends with them on Facebook and stuff like that. But I I believe I would have talked about it um, on here. If not, my apologies. Um, also, for those of people who can't see yourself included, you were drinking a diet Dr Pepper. And uh, I had a Dr. Pepper here that my wonderful girlfriend bought me. I'm going to be drinking one. So if you hear the little, that's that. No, no your camera's off. My camera's off. Yours is on. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, d- d- funny story with Dave. Um, I was going to wait till the end of the podcast to mention it, but uh, it, this is a special episode, 130. You know, not many podcasts get to 130. You know, like uh, how how many did yours have, Jeremy? About like forty. Uh, I'm. It went on hiatus at thirty-seven. Thirty-seven, in a yeah. row. Uh, I think I might have missed a week or two within that, but it's clerk's reference, Jeremy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, today's what? the twenty-eight year anniversary of the release of Kevin Smith's Clerks. Today? Yeah, today. Wow. Um, but yeah, talking about Stank, but old Dave, uh, he will be making a return. Uh, yeah, he is, he is coming back for, for an episode. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till a little bit later to announce who he's coming back to do an episode with. Uh, but yeah, he will be returning, uh, for a week, you know? Um, so yeah, big news, big, big dropping some big news on all, on all one thirty, yeah. Nice, and I love the tease. End of the episode, you find out all the details. Yeah, all the details you'll find out at the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, shit, what the fuck were we? What were we even talking about? Oh yeah, so yeah, those posters, go buy them. Yeah, but they're 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 really cool. Um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, so oh, so you so you had mentioned you were out last night. Um, yes. At what? At a certain point in the night, you messaged me told me you were doing karaoke i yes this is all true uh i 
I myself, not really much of a karaoke man. Um, but I, I had done it once. There was one time where I believe it's when I was working at Colts. There's like those rooms you can rent where it's like just you and your friends because the the only other karaoke related experience I've had was the weekend of All In. Um, all yeah, All In. My buddies uh, from the Up Next podcast, Braden Harrington and uh, Davey Portman, they were here in town and I was showing them around. And at one point, we went to some karaoke bar near Wrigley. Near Wrigley. Um, I mean, like Wrigley, Boys Town, it was like somewhere around there. And I remember, like, the microphone sucked. Like, it was one of those things, like, people would go up there and, like, it was just, it was just bad. But I remember he went up there and, <clears throat> and he was, like, flirting with our waitress and I convinced her that he was Excalibur. Like, cause they both, had, <laughs> they both have, they, at the time, they both had a similar, like, facial hair. And I was trying to, like, oh, yeah, my boy, you know, and I was like, he's Canadian. He's like a famous broadcaster. She was like, really? And he's like, no, no. And he goes up there, sings a song, and I pull up a picture of Excalibur. I was like, hey, I was like, this is him. I was like, he's a famous wrestling broadcaster. Um, you know, just trying to like gas him up and stuff like that. But wh- where the hell were you doing karaoke? So it was a, it was one of those like private rooms. Um, I'm still relatively COVID conscious. So I went out with a friend and then um, uh, two people he knew. Uh, and we were, I was like, I'll go to a bar. It's not crowded Just sit down and drink. And then about three hours into drinking, we're like, we're doing karaoke. Uh, so we go and swing those private rooms. There's four of us in the room. And the great thing about that is one, no judgment. Cause everyone in there knows each other. Um, and two, you can get through a lot more songs. Cause when it's like the whole bar karaoke, really, you're only going to get one or two songs, maybe. Because everyone else want to sing. So I was just pumping out the songs like no other. And I am not a good singer by any stretch of the imagination. But when I'm in that situation, I will just belt it out. Like I, I it comes from deep down in my soul, really gravelly and things like that. So the first song I sang was uh, My Heart Will Go On. Um, I also sang... What else did I sing? I mean, we can go into the song that uh, you requested because, as you mentioned, I we were, we were texting during the the night, and I just flat out said, "Hey, give me a song that I'm gonna sing next." And what was the song that you suggested? Uh, do you really want to? Do you really want to hurt me? By Culture Club. Uh, but that was only because uh, I just watched. I just we had just finished watching the Wedding Singer. Um, I love Adam Sandler, uh, but for some reason the Wedding Singer was one that and like his like newer like stuff. Like I've seen like Hubie Halloween, um, but I know he's done other stuff um, that I've just not I've not really seen. And that one was like one that I remember I had started watching. I I'd watched maybe only like the first two three minutes of. Um, and then stopped watching it for whatever reason. I, I don't really remember why. But, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, we had just finished watching it. And there's like a, a funny bit in that song where uh, David Arquette's sister, I believe Alexis Arquette, um, <laughs> you know, she's in the band. And the only song, like, basically when Adam Sandler needs to take a break, she'll go and start singing a song. And the only song she knew 
was do you really want to hurt me by culture club uh you know to which she would sing like on repeat and everyone was just like oh like not this fucking song again um but yeah no that was my recommendation how, how well did that go over oh huge hit um i did I, the only way you can do that if you're not a good singer is just really centrally um so luckily it was with people that didn't take that too weird in the wrong company. I might've been arrested, but, uh, uh, it was a good time. Uh, I, I, I strongly suggest if you, if no one's been karaoke before, I suggest you go out and do it because most of us are never going to be huge rock stars. Um, but you get a microphone in a small room with people you trust. You can let that dream set sail and just uh, follow your heart. See, I know Matt Nix, a marvelous Matt Nix of Freelance Wrestling. Free, this podcast, of course, brought to you by Freelance Wrestling and Freelance Underground. Uh, go give him a follow over on social media. But um, I know he's a huge like karaoke head. Like, huge. Like, it's one of those things where... Um, you know, he's like he's got like a go to karaoke song, you know, like, again, like, yeah, I'm someone who I've very sparsely if ever done um, karaoke. So I really don't know. Um, uh, I really don't know too much about like, uh, w- like what would be my go to or anything. Um, but also <clears throat> I'm kind of shy. Like, it was even with friends. Like, I don't know what what song I would like. I, I want to say maybe like. Uh, so you know, what? I remember Rock Band. There was uh, my cousin Elisa. She had Rock Band, and when we were like in high school, like yeah, that's like when it would have been popular. Like you know, at her house, they would have playing guitar here in Rock Band. I remember there was one time where um, I started working, so I couldn't slash didn't want to go to uh, Wisconsin Dells with my family. Um, and so I stayed home for the week and I remember I was like for the weekend and I remember it was, they, all, everyone came over and it was like one of those things where like, we just set up a bunch of like, uh, like blankets and stuff like, uh, like in my living room floor and we all just like ordered like pizza and, and things like that. Like it was fun. It was the only time I'd ever really done anything like that. Um, but, uh, we were playing rock band and the one thing that I was good at was singing, uh, specifically, "Don't Fear the Reaper." "Don't Fear the Reaper" is one of my favorite songs. So, <laughs> so I was really good at "Don't Fear the Reaper." Uh, f- what is it? "Free Bird" by Leonard Skinner, and uh, something else. But it's always like one of those things where oh, and like you know, like Blink One Eighty Two, like songs like that. Like there's some songs, and it's always funny when you do karaoke because you're you'll you know you'll sit there and you'll be like, yeah, I know all the lyrics to. Uh, you know, uh, all the small things like Blink-182, and then you're like, all the small things. Uh, yeah. Like, you, you forget sometimes, you know? Or, like, the lyrics will actually come up, and you're like, why? That's what it says? Huh. Yeah. I have, a, I have a story. I think I told it on my podcast about a, uh, a date experience I had. I once um, was trying to woo a young lady, and we were at a bar. This is in college. And I was like, I can't sing, but what's a song that I could sing that I don't have to be good at singing? And I was like, oh, Biz Marquee, you got what I need. I was like, oh, I can just belt that. There's no skill there. 
Uh, I sign up. They call me up. And I immediately realized, like, I don't know any of the rap part. I only know the chorus. So I it was probably one of the most embarrassing things I ever did. I just kind of like mumble through the, the rap part and no one was helping me in the bar because you usually like, like the bar karaoke. You want to choose songs that everyone kind of gets into and everyone else was in the same boat as me. They had no idea the rap part because it's also like a unique kind of rhythm than most like rap songs like Bismarck. He was, he was very skilled in that where it wasn't like a it was a, a more stylized beat. Um, so then I just had to belt out the the chorus and uh, did not impress the the young woman as much as I thought I did, but still worked out. You know, it's interesting that you, you bring up like going on these first dates and things like that, because I think I don't think <clears throat> I don't think I could do that until I was like months into relationship. Like even now, you know, like my, like officially we've been dating for, you know, for like about three months. I don't, I don't know if actually I, I could probably now do karaoke, but like even when like things were still sort of like new and fresh, I mean, not, I mean, they are still now again, it's only been about officially about three months, but like, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could like, you know, because again, I I make an ass out of myself all the time. I I do it on purpose. Same thing, even with you guys, like with my friends. I don't mind making an ass out of myself, um, unless it was one of those like private rooms. If it's one of those things, I would definitely be a little bit more inclined. But like, dude, you got some balls. Like, to be on a fir- yeah. be like on a first date, and it's like, all right, this is what we're doing. Like, whew. I mean, it. We went there not knowing it was karaoke night, and then it just. I just went for it. Now, well, I mean, it didn't ruin it. That's all I'll say. Dude, I almost did karaoke once with Braun Strowman. Oh, okay. This is, this needs to be shared with everyone. Well, so indirectly, I I should say. So, um, no, I'm imagining a whole new world duet. Scrump and and Braun Strowman. Oh, new world. So I was up in Canada. This was like, you know, prior to the to the to the coves. Um, it was up. It was like SummerSlam weekend in Toronto, and I was like, I was I was up there. You know, again, the aforementioned Brendan Davy, and uh, um, we were hanging out with various friends of ours. Um, uh, you know, Sam was there. Uh, Jesse from the Six. You know, just to, to name some people that, unless you guys are familiar with the uh, post wrestling universe, not really. You guys won't know who we're talking about. But we were going to uh, one of our friends, Shane. He's uh, he's in a wheelchair. He's in like the the Special Olympics. Is like this guy. You know, he um, he plays something. I'm not that good of a friend, I guess, because I don't really know. But uh, you know, he he was there who. Um, he had just come back from some like meet and greet. Uh, I don't know for exactly what it was, but he was like, Hey, he's like, I saw, uh, I saw Braun Strowman there. And, um, again, because he's, because he's handicapped, um, you know, like typically, um, you know, like celebrities and stuff like that. Uh, 
they'll they'll speak to him. He's also a motivational speaker as well. Um, so, you know, so like I mentioned, he's a he's a multiple amputee, a Paralympian, motivational speaker. He plays wheelchair rugby. Is is what he does. Um, and oh like, wow! Yeah, like he was just like in the like. In the Olympics and stuff like that, you know, he's he's met a bunch of people. Him and Braden used to just go around um, and like do these like conventions and stuff. And this is how he'd meet all these like celebrities and stuff like that. Um, but again, so we were all meeting up at this uh, at the venue for a Ring of Honor show. There's a Ring of Honor show, one of their like supercard events, and um, we were meeting up there. And as we're there, he's like, "Yeah," he's like, "Yo," he goes you guys will never believe it. And we're like, what? And, uh, him and his girlfriend at the time, they wound up meeting with, um, uh, Braun Strowman. It was like at some like WWE thing and they got to talking, they were going back and forth and through one circumstance or another, Braun Strowman followed him on Instagram or Twitter, one of the two. And was like, yeah, like he was like, yeah, he said, we're going to go do karaoke later. Like, you know, you know, you and the boys want to come by. And Brian was like, here, message me where you are and things like that. And, uh, yeah, like we'll fucking, we'll link up and stuff like that. And so we wind up going to some karaoke bar afterwards, which, um, it said on there, like, uh, you had to pay $50 per person if you wanted to do um, Bohemian Rhapsody or Don't Stop Believing. Like, those are the two. It was like, if you want to do those, it's $50 a person. And there was a group of drunk women who all did Bohemian Rhapsody. Whether or not they all paid <laughs> the 50 I don't know. But it was at least about five women. So the DJ either pocketed about 250 or I don't know. Maybe he knew them. But, uh, yeah, no, he wound up just never coming by, um, which was a bummer. But, I, again, it was it was uh, it was an interesting night, to say the least. Like, at one point, uh, a bunch of drunk women got into a fight. So that was pretty fun. Um, but, yeah, it was a terrible song with Bohemian Rhapsody. Another like, karaoke, funny enough, it's, like, another karaoke experience that we had that was fucking awful was on the Jericho Cruise. You- oh, yeah. Well, there was like a few nights, um, but do you remember there, the when we all found out that uh, Alec Baldwin killed someone? Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty insane. Well, I remember we were all literally all of us were up there hanging out. We're waiting for Taffy to go up there because because Taff, <laughs> Taffy, of course, uh, you know she's very big on karaoke. Her go-to song is uh, Blitzkrieg Pop, or no, not Blitzkrieg Pop, uh, Ballroom Blitz. Um, yeah. And we're sitting there waiting, and it was very weird the way they went about it, like how they would set it up, because it wasn't just like, uh, oh, okay, you know, first it's Taffy, then it's Jeremy, then it's Scorpio Sky, then it's Ethan Page. No, it was at random. So hypothetically, there could be forty people in front of me, and I just put my thing in there, and then they'd be like, oh, okay, it's Alberto's turn, even though there's people already waiting there. And we were all just like sitting there waiting for them to call Taffy. Uh, and then, of course, it was getting later and later. And I remember at one point, Ryan was just like, I don't think Baldwin killed someone. And I remember me and you were sitting in front of him. And we're like, why? He goes, yeah, check it out. Alec Baldwin killed someone. And then I think like <laughs> I pulled it up on my phone and we're like, holy shit. Like, Alec Baldwin killed someone. Which I haven't really heard much since then. No, I mean, the thing is just going through the, the system. We'll probably know about it in like, Probably right, right when that movie's about to come out, the the press will pick back up on it. We probably, um, 
which is hey speaking of deaths um there were there was two deaths uh this week you know um one in meatloaf and, and one in louis anderson um i myself more familiar with louis anderson by virtue of i used to watch his show when i was a kid um but even then don't really like i don't really remember much and meatloaf again also um only really remember him i, I was never a fan I, and I, I talk about this all the time i grew up with mexican as parents who had no idea what was going on in pop culture so i never listened like if if uh i the only way i got any sort of pop culture in into me was um through sandra my my godfather jesus shout out jesus shout out jesus sorry i thought we only did it at the end no 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 anytime you mention you mention him and i'm gonna leave that in there so people know how unprepared you were uh <laughs> uh but no like through his sisters carla and sandra like any bit of pop culture they got into me was through them because again, like my parents weren't so, so, and they didn't, I don't, yeah, I can't recall them ever listening to Meatloaf, so I never listened to them, to him. Yeah. Like, even yesterday when we were watching, uh, um, The Wedding Singer, I had no idea who Billy Idol was. Oh wow, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I thought I thought they were talking about the, that green-haired girl, and I was like, what? <laughs> like that's weird who was probably not even born yet when that movie came out no definitely not um uh but yeah so i wasn't really familiar with me i, I know he was in fight club and so i, I kind of know yep. through that but uh do you have any sort of uh you know connections to either of these two gentlemen um i was a i was a fan of meatloaf uh so my musical tastes growing up like you said you grew up with uh very mexican parents so you didn't have love exposure i grew up well my mom growing up really liked classic rock and that's kind of the music that i was surrounding myself so meatloaf was uh i'm a pretty big meatloaf fan um there's one time where i was like really into the bat out of hell um album uh but i mean he's not he's not someone that like i am really sad i never saw live um, but it is sad that he passed away. I was I was more sad about Louis Anderson as well. Um just because uh he just had like this like uh seconds um kind of career resurgence when he played uh Zach Alphadex's mother on baskets, which I still have not seen. I know I'll love it. Um, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, he just won an Emmy not a few years ago. Like he was like back to being more prominent and uh, respected again. Um, so it's sad that he is uh, no longer with us. Um, right. At, and literally right after Bob Saget, right after Norm MacDonald. Um, it just is a, is a rough time for comedy right now. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, uh, 2022 has been relentless so far with you know with with taking in these people like or these celebrities from us like it's just you know it's unfortunate it sucks because i'm not really you know like um i'm not really big on um <laughs> like older celebrities i guess you know, again, it, to me, it's almost like the same thing with wrestling. Like with wrestling, uh, I don't, I don't want to say I don't care, but it's like to me, it's like ah, well, you know what? 
wrestling starts when I started watching it, and then anything before that, just meh, don't really care for it. And I guess it's sort of like that same too with like you know with other celebrities. But <clears throat> you know when you see someone when someone who dies and like the impact that people or the impact that you know these people have on other people's lives again. I'm not saying like, oh, I don't care about these people until they die, but it's just like I don't really I don't really know. Like I know there's a lot of people um that I should know about, but I don't just by virtue of like I'm just I'm never gonna I'm never gonna go out of my way to, you know like I was never gonna go look up um, you know, meatloaf. I just wasn't. You know. But now that he died and everyone's sort of been like talking about him, then it's just like, oh, you know what? Maybe I will check out this meatloaf you guys are all talking about, you know, um, <clears throat> which is kind of the same with wrestling. Like, you know, admittedly, there's been a lot of times where a wrestler has passed away and I didn't know about them. You know, I really didn't know much about them until, you know, I, I go and I learn and, you know, whether that's good, whether that's bad, you know, I, I think, you know, it is something to be said about like, um, unfortunately sometimes it, it does take someone passing away you know for for them to be given their flowers you know uh, yeah. per se yeah i mean i think with especially because we're in a, a world right now where there's just so much content like there's so many things you can watch like basically all celeb- most celebrities now are just content creators really um sometimes it takes like that that moment of knowing that you there there's no longer going to be more content created for you to stop and actually think and then take the time to to go enjoy some of the the things and also like uh, one thing that I've done especially with Norm McDonald when he passed away it, it gives you a reason to uh relive some of the things uh that you enjoyed in the past like I watched all of the uh, celebrity Jeopardies that Norm Macdonald was Burt Reynolds on. It's like, oh, I love these, but uh, sometimes you, you, I mean, obviously you can't watch those every day. And unfortunately at certain points when those people are no longer with us, that, that that's the reason that we go back and watch those again. Yeah. Which, you know, it, it's good, but I, um, I don't know. You know, some sometimes it is good to like go back and, you know, like uh revive those sort of those careers and and lives of those people by virtue of everything that they left behind, you know. I I always I always appreciate that that, you know, these people leave behind such, you know, immense bodies of work, specifically, you know, like actors um and like comedians and things like that because uh you know, it's it's forever. It's immortal. You know, there's people still listening to, you know, the old records of of Red Fox and George Carlin mm-hmm. and, you know, of those people because it's, you know, telling jokes is never going to go, uh, you know, it's never going to go away. Telling stories is never going to go away. Cinema is never going to go away. So, you know, these things just sort of live there forever, you know. Um, like, I know a friend of the show, Wes, like, I believe, um, like, during the pandemic started showing his daughter like Charlie Chaplin films. Like that's not really something like kids, uh, you know, want to want to see and stuff, but you know, depending on, on what kid you actually do show them to, you know, they might be like, 
inclined to like oh yeah fuck yeah this this is something i'm into um but uh, it's something you know it's funny you know talking about like death something that's coming back from having died is uh they're reviving king of the hill how big of a king of the hill fan were you i did not know that um i i'm i'm your average one of the milk king of the hill fans i was always the one that if I was flipping through channels on a Sunday and it was like I saw it was on, I watched it because it was always good. I, there's never a bad episode of King of the Hill. But if you ask me to quote a specific episode, there's no way I'm going to be able to. I'm, I'm like that with Seinfeld, too. I'm not I don't have a comprehensive knowledge of that, but I know I always liked it when I watched it. Mm. See, I'm someone who I watched because we didn't have cable growing up. Um, so. Which same thing. There's a lot of shows and stuff like that. Like people always bring up, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I I know these shows by virtue of, you know, like they were a thing. But I like I wish I had more of an emotional connection to like Doug or Hang Arnold. But I'm like, well, I don't know. I didn't have cable, um, which is why I would watch so much like Seinfeld, The King of the Hill, things like that, and um, <clears throat> uh. Yeah, it was announced. I believe it was it was earlier in the week. Mike Judge, who who created King of the Hill, uh, I forget exactly the reasoning why, but they're reviving King of the Hill, which is awesome because uh, King of the Hill is something that I talk a lot. I talk a lot about with uh, Matt Nix. Like he's a huge King of the Hill fan, um, and so we just talk about King of the Hill a lot. And it's it's one of those shows where because of the way everything is now. I always be like, what do you, th- how do you think Hank Hill would react to like, you know, NFTs or, you know, like <laughs> social media, you know, like, yeah. like Bobby, I just want a picture of a propane tank. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the heck an NFT is, you know, uh, or what the hell do you mean gender neutral? Uh, you know, just like those kinds of things, like it would be interesting to, you know, to, to sort of see. And I don't know if it's like just a straight continuation of uh, from when they left off or like, you know, just drop now here in like modern times or, or, or what the case may be. But I'm it's something that I'm very much interested in because, um, you know, occasionally like I know they're also they're doing the same thing with uh, which I guess I should have seen it coming because they were doing it with them. But with Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew. Yeah. Yeah, because they put out those pictures of, like, Beavis and Butthead, like, older now. Um, so I'm assuming it'll probably be the same thing with King of the Hill, but, like, it, it's pretty exciting. You know, again, I, I'm someone who – the same thing happened with Seinfeld, with King of the Hill, where, like, they would put it on, like, a Hulu or a Netflix or whatever. And so I would just sort of sit there and just watch every episode. Sometimes it was just, like, I'd pay attention. Sometimes it's just background noise. But then I slowly realized, like, Oh, I've seen every episode, you know, like I, I never sat down and just watch everything from, you know, from beginning to end, but just cause it was the same thing with like how you mentioned, you know, you're, you're home on it's a, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Um, and it's just on and you're like, all right, cool. Let me watch it. And because you do that so often that, um, eventually you're like, huh, I guess I have fucking seen every single one of these, you know? Yeah, and I, I mean, that's how TV used to be also. I mean, I think nowadays everything's streaming, so you can actually go in order. But back in the day, almost no show could you, unless you were, like, on top of it every time. You couldn't watch things in order. 
it's yeah that's why it's like crazy to me when or when you know people are like holy shit 40 million people um you know watch you know the the finale of mash or something like that like you know it gets like super bowl type numbers and people are like what like how do they achieve that how come we can't do that and it's like well because there was three channels you know you had abc nbc cbs like that was pretty much it um and so of course everyone was just like watching those things but yeah like you mentioned now it's there's a hundred channels there's one channel yeah. there's one channel dedicated to you dedicated to just showing you other channels <laughs> you know um, oh yeah but no I'm, I'm i'm excited about that you know like again i don't mind i don't mind a little bit of change um but I like I'm interested, you know, what what's Hank what's Hank Hill gonna be like in a post Trump, uh, you know, world? Like, cause you know, yeah, you, yeah, you, like, you. It, it's just it's just interesting to me to to see where all that's going. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Do you know what's gonna be on? It's not gonna be on Fox, is it? Probably not. Um, I mean, probably like a Hulu or something. You know? Okay. Uh. Yeah, because I can't imagine them bringing it back to like actual TV. TV, like I, I feel yeah. like I feel like it never. Like I, I, to me, at least, it feels like it was one of those shows that like never did well. Because like I remember they stopped King of the Hill in favor of American Dad. Yeah, I think so. Which that was a bummer because that that show's never been funny to me. No. Yeah. You know, no. Man, it it always felt to me like all the leftover jokes they didn't get to use on Family Guy. Yeah, and, and but the whole trilogy of Family Guy was crazy too, because I mean it was canceled and then brought back because of DVD sales. That happened like two or three times. It's insane that within a lifetime there was a show that was saved because of DVD sales, and now, I mean, other than like special events, no one's buying DVDs anymore. Definitely not for movies. Do you still buy DVDs? Yeah. Uh, depending on uh, certain things, I bought. I have all of the AEW pay per views on DVD. Um, and I still have a ton of DVDs from back in the day, but I I don't buy new DVDs for the most part. No, you know, I I recently went through this myself where, um, I just realized that I don't really use my DVDs anymore. You know, like yeah. I um I mostly watch Blu-rays. I have I have a bunch of DVDs, you know. I, I have a ton of them, but I think I'm at the point now where I'm gonna transition all of them to Blu-rays, you know? Like it, it's not it's not something that I'm like necessarily like rushing to to the store to do, but I know uh, like I'm someone who I would almost frequently um, go to half price books or disc replays. Like I don't I don't mm. know if they have them, um, you know, out where out where anyone listening here is. But like if they're pretty big out here in the Midwest, at least. And I love I would love 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 going around exploring because sometimes too some of them are bigger. Like some locations is literally just yeah come in here and buy like a DVD or something. But some locations will have books and like action figures, Funko Pops, things like that. And I would always find like really like random cool shit just kind of you know around. Um, so that was usually always pretty fun, as well as um, like 
I've gotten pretty cheap fucking Blu-rays. So I've, I've started to make a list of everything that I want to get on Blu-ray and we'll sort of just be transitioning over to that. Um, and then, I don't know, eventually get rid of the DVDs. Like, again, I'm someone who I very much still love collecting physical media. You know, I have a... I have a, a little miniature library for all my comic books and, and actual books and stuff like that. And I know, I know, like, oh, it's a lot cheaper if you put it on your tablet. But, like, meh, I'm okay, you know? Yeah. I it, it There's a sense of security when you actually have it. Um, Because, like, all the stuff that's, like, you you, like, digitally download it, you don't own it. They can remove that license at any time. Like, if the company that is hosting it goes out of business, you just lose everything. Whereas, if you have the physical media, you know you own this item. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, it's, I don't know. Uh, To me, I just think that's the better way to go about it. I know that's not everyone. And, hey, by all means, but I'm definitely, uh, you know, excited to to move everything over to... uh, you know, completely Blu-ray because listen, every now and then the internet will go out. And when the internet goes out, you know, you're stuck with nothing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, very quickly. There, there, there was, uh, two things with it wrestling related that I want to talk about. Oh, one really quick. Did you get to try those Taco Bell wings? No, I did not. Apparently, which it doesn't seem like the case because I felt like everyone was talking about it for like two, three weeks. It was a special three-day thing. Like, they only sold them for three days. Really? Yeah, because yesterday, um, well, you know, while grocery shopping, I was like, oh, fuck, I really want some wings. I was like, specifically, I want to try those Taco Bell wings. And there's a Taco Bell right there, right across from the jewel we were at. So we went and now, yeah, like, not available. The lady, and you can tell people have asked her because she was just like, <sighs> Taco Bell only sold wings <laughs> for three days. No Taco Bell anywhere says Taco Bell wings. It was just a special promotional event for three days. Sorry. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I mean, she was, listen, she was a little bitchy, a little rude. Um, but whatever, you know, I, it, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure she's sick of answering the question. And she's probably more frustrated that they can't put something on the menu saying no wings. Which is what I said. Like, wouldn't it be a lot more fucking helpful if he has had something over here that said that? It's probably the manager didn't want to put anything on the menu. So then she has to, every time someone asks, just repeat the same thing. Well, regardless, it was. I was like, yeah. Whatever. Um, the, the one thing, one major thing though that happened within wrestling this week. Well, there, to me at least, there was two things that sort of like that I've been speaking about nonstop. Um, the, the first, of course, being um, we. I have to. I have to pour one out for a dear friend of mine who's no longer with us, uh, and that man goes by the name of Walter. Walter, because Walter is oh, no more. Oh no! Yeah, he's not dead. He is just gone. We no longer have Volter, and in his place we have Gunter. Um, for those of you unaware, Walter, you know, of, uh, you know, one of my favorite big boys of wrestling, fucking awesome wrestler, just awesome presence, like amazing fucking dude. Former, you know, 
UK champion. He was a UK champion for like six years or something like that. He was just champion forever. I loved it. WWE is going through this transitional phase with NXT 2.0, which is their developmental brand, where seemingly after they lost the after they lost the war with AEW, um, Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard came in and started stripping everything away, started firing people who they deemed too old. Um, and it was all about this youth movement. They've been in a very big rush to bring up um, and push wrestlers that aren't necessarily ready. Characters, it's very character-driven, as as opposed to before where you know the NXT was more like AEW is now, and as far as highlighting, um, you know, like independent talent, more just more wrestling-based, but that is not the case anymore. Again, because they, they they lost to AEW, and you know they've been bringing in some people that they've been using from the NXT from the NXT UK brand, and one of those guys was Volter. I stopped watching like regular mainstream wrestling right around the time where they did a Survivor Series, and it was like NXT versus uh, you know SmackDown versus Raw, and it was this big multi man match. And Volter was involved. And he was the first one eliminated. And it was such a fucking shitty way that they went about it. Where I was like, what? Like, this is your dominant monster who's been undefeated. And you have him go out like a bitch. Nope, I'm done with main roster. And I don't I don't keep up with NXT. I honestly, I, I don't. Like, I... Any any way that I do go about keeping up with it is uh, through the, you know, through the aforementioned uh, Up Next Boys. You know, they, they review it. And I listen to them talk. And, and more and more, it just becomes these strangers who I don't recognize. You know, they say these names. And I'm like, sure. You know, and and I can't even think of one. You know, a Tony D'Angelo. Sure, why not? Fucking go for it. Um, but I it was, to me, it was coughing the nail with that like and even then there was controversy earlier in the week before changing his name because wwe famously just you know they're this billion dollar company who don't know how to use fucking google search yeah uh this was a few years back where they they coined the phrase sorority or the submission sorority for uh, a stable of women who who all use the submission move for for their finishers well, wouldn't you know it, Jeremy? It was already the name of like an adult website, uh, which again, a simple Google search would have helped. This instance, a little bit more uh, non-forgivable. WWE yeah. trademarked the name uh, Gunther Stark. Uh, are you familiar with who Gunther Stark is, Jeremy? I wasn't until this whole controversy um, came out, but. I mean, I found out that Gunther Stark was not a good person during the Second World War. Who, who was Gunther Stark? Uh, from my understanding, he was uh, some. He was a Nazi. Um, I don't remember exactly what he did, but just the fact that he was a Nazi um, is a, a strike against him. And WWE has this thing where <laughs> they will do something and there will be a public outcry about it. And instead of like stepping back they doubled down on it and in this instance they were like all right we'll abandon the the trademark for gunther stark but we'll go ahead and just do gunther anyway and it's like no you're missing the point completely one it makes no sense because the character of vulture is already established 
You know, yes. he is already. Especially, it's on that brand too. He's already been Walter on NXT. Yeah, and, and WWE has you know in the in the past people have come in and changed their names. Prince Devitt came in, and they you know they changed his name from Prince Devitt to Finn Balor, and you know it, that's his new name or whatever. You know, uh, El, uh, Sami Zayn comes in and becomes Sami Zayn. Kevin Steen comes in, he becomes Kevin Owens. It just it happens. But what doesn't make any fucking sense is if you would have had a Prince Devitt, if Prince Devitt would have came in and for about three or four years wrestled for your company and then you go, you know what? Now he's Finn Balor. Like, what? You know, it just it doesn't make sense. Like, why would you do it? Like, you already have established this character living in, you know, in this universe. He is already this character. Why are you changing it? And again, it's just it's this thing where they will just double down and like, no, this is what we want. And again, I know some people are like, well, the name Walter wasn't that cool anyway. I mean, it wasn't. But guess what? He made it work. Walter made it fucking work. And, you know, to me, again, it's just it's such a shame that like. They just don't give a fuck, you know, they don't give a fuck. They will just double down and like again just shaking my head at how dumb this is yeah i mean this is how it's i mean they are a publicly traded company that is massive they have multiple billion dollar contracts like they're just too big to be normal anymore <laughs> like that's just is how it is now. And and I think some people still like it. And I say, good for you. If it, if it brings you joy, keep watching it. But it's just at a certain point, you just feel sorry for the people that are uh, struggling within that system. Um, because uh, for a lot of them going to that company was their lifelong dream. And then the, unfortunately that company has changed for the worse yeah you know and and the other thing that i wanted to mention while you know you bring that up is uh mustafa ali you know one of the most talented people on that roster the guy you know can wrestle he can cut a promo he has a fucking cool look you know he's jacked for for his size and they can't think vince mcmahon cannot look at any middle eastern person and think of anything but some stereotypical bullshit. The story came out. He requested his release. And part of it was, um, what do you call it? That there was um, some storyline pitched to him. And it led to a whole huge argument with him and Vince McMahon. And I don't doubt for a second. Based on, look at how they're booking NXT you know, 2.0. I don't doubt for a fucking second that it was some fucking... Um, racist ass fucking shit you know just some corny racist fucking bullshit thing and it's just like there's no defending these people anymore you know there's not like you have and that's what sort of bothers me where it's like you have you know some people and like like for me like ryan satin you know he's someone who who like I don't, there's, they hire these people to like, 
no, 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 it's good. Everything is good. Everything is good. And, you know, these people who don't really know better be like, well, yeah, no, everything is good. And it's like, no, you idiot. He's getting paid by WWE. He works for them. Of course, he's not going to be hypercritical of them, you know? Because that's the thing. It's like, and it bothers me too when they're like, just enjoy wrestling. Like, don't be so hypercritical. And it's like, no. Like, you know, wrestling by all accounts is a TV show. You know? Like, mm-hmm. When take um you know like if I'm watching Breaking Bad, and you like or no when I was watching Game of Thrones in the last two seasons, you know that that sucked. Last two seasons sucked, and like by all accounts, like I wasn't gonna sit there and tell someone like no just no who cares about the bad writing just enjoy it stop complaining we're living in a world where there's so much game of thrones you shouldn't be complaining like that's such a bullshit like no like i'm a paying customer like this is dog shit you know and if someone says yeah this is dog shit you should be allowed to say it's dog shit and there's so many people who's like well no like yeah this is good but what you know that might not be good but what about this other storyline and it's just like no i like you know, again, just one of those things where, to to me, you have a guy like Mustafa Ali and you don't know what to do with him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? How did you run out every wrestling company out of business and you don't know what to do with so many of these people that you've just released? Yeah. I, I mean, I... They always say, I mean, wrestling is a subjective art form. I mean, there are some people that are going to like uh, what's going on, but I think more people need to. Well, I'm about to sneeze. Oh, excuse me. Murder me. Um, more people need to. Uh, look into themselves and and think, am I really enjoying this? And it, it's okay to be critical of things. Um, it's okay to not like things. And I also, if, if someone doesn't like something, just stop watching because that's the only way things change because uh, this whole, this whole idea of hate watching stuff doesn't do anything because the movie still gets their money. They still get that rating because you watched it. The ad uh, companies, the, the companies that are buying ads, they still get their views. Um, so we only have a limited amount of time on this earth. Like, don't waste your time if you're not enjoying something. Like, actually find something you, you like. And, I mean, you mentioned it. There's there's a lot out there. Watch something else and, and say, I don't watch that anymore because it, it wasn't bringing me joy. It's like that uh that um uh Netflix show that everyone started throwing out all their stuff because of uh the if if you had to touch an item and 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 say whether it sparked joy if it didn't you threw it away. Uh What show that's, is this? This was like it's like a couple years ago. Oh, I can't it's going to bother me. Um Squid Game yeah squid game no no it's not squid game um but yeah i mean it, it, it takes some stock in your life and, and figure out what actually brings you joy and do more of that um because i mean again to go back to uh the the people that have been lost 
um, this week. And then especially with the pandemic, all the people have been lost from that. Like we don't have forever. Um, so enjoy the time you have and, and just don't watch WWE. That's my two cents. Don't watch it. Uh, <clears throat> no, yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you though. Yeah. Um, and I sell that. I'm definitely gonna watch the Royal rumble. So, uh, uh Everyone's flawed. Uh, no, I'm, I'm probably not gonna watch it every day or the Royal Rumble. I just, it's fine. I don't need to watch it. I love it though. I love. I don't know that specifically. <laughs> yeah, it used to be one of my favorite events. Really, I, I flew down to when uh, AJ Styles debuted at the Royal Rumble. But I mean, it's, at that point now, where it's like well, they don't have anyone that can show up. We'd be like, oh, you know. Yeah, uh, maybe Kenny Omega. That's basically it. Maybe, uh, maybe old Peacemaker shows up. <laughs> Actually, I did. I enjoy that. And he should start shooting people. Oh, dude, it'd be the best, dude. How about this week's episode of Peacemaker? For the, for those of you who aren't watching uh, Peacemaker over on HBO Max, um, definitely go watch it. You know, it's uh, it's just such a fucking great show. So good. Yeah, um, specifically, again, specifically this week, like just seeing like uh, the character of Vigilante, like the character of Vigilante to me is one who at first I was like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting that. And like, you know, that kind of character and uh, in like typical James Gunn fashion, just fucking knocks it out of the park with like the booking of his character, basically, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, spoilers for those that have not seen it. Just like fast forward up. I don't know how many how many minutes usually talk about an episode. Yeah, I want to say three four minutes. Sounds good. When he <laughs> when he gets himself arrested outside of the prison, <laughs> it's one of the best scenes ever. When he's actually like in prison, he's just like. You you know, there's the there's this like the white supremacist, and he walks up to him, and he's like, "How yeah. about we talk about all the fun contributions black people have had to society?" <laughs> uh, and they're just like, "What? What are you talking about?" He's like, "Okay." He goes, "Uh, you know, um, black people." He's like, "You know, white people stole uh, a rock and roll from black people because it's primarily based on like it's just saying all this shit." Yeah. And there's just all these like white pers- like white supremacists just like super angry super confused um no yeah he, he's one of my favorite characters um again <clears throat> just like seeing how fucking crazy he is you know oh yeah how crazy he is and how like that adds to because i remember watching the suicide suicide squad for the first time and i'm like oh shit peacemaker is fucking crazy like it doesn't get any crazier than him James Gunn said, hold my beer because, <laughs> you know, he makes Peacemaker look like a normal dude. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, and I love, I love the, um, the like inner turmoil that Peacemaker has with his father where it's like, even though this is a very like funny show, um, they cover some like real topics where like he knows his dad's a piece of shit, but like it's still his dad. Um, and trying to to juggle that. Yeah, his dad's like straight up. He's called like the White Dragon. He's like a fucking white supremacist, and it's just like, ugh. Um, 
but yeah, no, I got very much to check it out. You know, of course, primarily the only things I've really been watching with that and Boba Fett. Um, Jim, Boba Fett, I, I like this week's episode. I found that people have been complaining about the last two weeks episodes and I'm just like, I don't like they're, you know, I like them. They're fine. Like this, this last one, you know, it's happening next week. You know, seemingly fucking Mando's going to show up, you know, they kept playing his music. Um, but yeah, I don't I mean, I'm still enjoying the show. I know there's maybe only about like three or four episodes left. Like, is it still, is it still holding your attention the way it did like the first few ones? Yeah. I mean, uh, with all the, the star Wars TV series, like it's just nice to get a deeper look at the, the world. Um, because I mean, for so long, uh, really the only thing that was really given any uh, time and effort for a lot of, for a lot of people was just like the main movies. Um, But it seems like there's a lot more with like live action. There's a lot more emphasis on like developing this whole world. And now at this point, the, the like Boba Fett and Mandalorian, I'm more interested in than the Skywalker sagas. Just because it's like newer and fresher, but still like just comfortable enough. There's just enough things that you can relate to that's like, oh, I'm still in this world. Definitely. No. It's uh it yeah, it, it's I don't like I like lightsabers and shit, but I don't mind it not just having to revolve around, you know, lightsabers and stuff like yeah. that. Um I, I love uh the uh electrified brass knuckles though. Yeah, I'm Chrysanthemum. Black Chrysanthemum is his name, but um, I don't know. They just call him Chrysanthemum, which is fine. You know, again, don't really care. Yeah, those electrified brass knuckles, fucking awesome. Like, I'm waiting for for there to be like this big fight, and I want to see him like use them in action. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, but the uh, the Moon Knight trailer dropped. The show looks fucking awesome. Like. It looks, it just, it looks so fucking cool. Yeah. I think it definitely might become my favorite Disney plus series just because it's so like, it's, it's so psychological and like dark and like Disney plus even like all the, the Marvel and uh, Star Wars shows aren't as that super dark. Uh, but this looks like it's gonna be very dark and uh be a nice change of pace for Disney Plus. Um yeah, no, like Oscar Isaac is someone who again he's an incredible actor and didn't hasn't really gotten his fair share. Like he was in Star Wars and you know, they promised him, Oh, we're gonna do this, this and that with you and didn't do any of it. Um, you know, he was in that X Men Apoc- Age of Apocalypse and didn't get to do much in it. And he, you know, again, he's good in everything that I see him in. Uh, so I'm excited to see him, you know, get to flex those muscles in this. Um, just because, you know, like, again, from that trailer, I'm like, I'm sold. You're talking about old Egyptian gods and shit. Sure. I'm fucking in. Like, it just, like, like you mentioned, it looks very psychological. It, it looks very cool. I'm, I'm fucking in. I, I'm all in. Um, and it's funny because you know with with Moon Knight, people always say you know uh, 
oh, Moon Knight is like Marvel's Batman. And we also have the same year another Batman releasing. Uh, people were a little up in arms because they said that the fir- the first movie is going to be like almost three hours long. I believe it was like two two fifty five. But then I was looking at the runtimes for the last two like Batman movies. And it's maybe only like 20 minutes longer, 20 minutes longer than those two were. Um, so I'm not really too worried, you know, like this new Batman is just, there was a supposedly a four hour cut of it. And I'm like, I, I've always been someone who I wish they would just do a Batman show, like a live action oh, yes. show because Batman, someone who has a giant rogues gallery. And it's like, I would much rather you show me. You know, this week he's fighting this person, this week he's fighting that person, and then have like have a story arc build up to the movies. Like, I don't see why you can't do that, why they won't do that. They have the fucking yeah. HBO Max, they have all the characters, like there's nothing stopping them. But um I don't think that a three hour runtime really is, is gonna stop me from wanting to watch this movie. You know, it looks no. cool. And it, three hours is nothing if it's good. So Yeah. I mean if it's bad, three hours is will be rough. But like, if you're enjoying the the whole three hours, like that's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I mean, you know, I went and saw Spider Man and this last one, and if it was three hours, basically, and never really felt that way. Same thing with Endgame. First time I watched it, I was like, huh, three hours. I was like, doesn't doesn't feel that way. Um, but yeah, you know, very quickly before we get out of here, Jeremy. Uh, I do want to give a huge shout out to to all the patrons of the show, the wonderful patrons of the show. Um, and oh, so this is uh, I'll I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Um, so of course, uh, a huge shout out to Clifford Fraser, Jesse Kohlenberg, Mark Villaneva, Joshua Davis, Ryan Mears, Neil Flanagan, uh, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Taffy, Vivian, uh, Anthony Torres, My Godfather Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Uh, B. Dornick, uh, Katie Skinner, who uh, some of you guys know as Katie Fabe. Uh, she will be coming on to the podcast. And, you know, she's someone who she's been a friend of the show for a very long time. You know, we're always mentioning her, always talking about her. And uh, part of, you know, one of the things that originally was one of the concepts of the show was Let's bring people who work here at Pro Wrestling Tees. And since the inception of this podcast, she has started working here with us. So, uh, you know, she's working customer service with Maggie. So, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to go ahead and have her on the podcast. Uh, you know, have a, have a good old fun gay time, as the, as the people like to call it. Not the gay people, but just the regular people. Um, Wait, you're saying the gay people aren't regular? No, I'm saying I don't think gay people say we're going to go have a good old gay time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like, yeah, we have fun. But, you know, like uh, in older times, that's what they said. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Katie will be on here next week. Ideally, you know, we're, we're looking, uh, we're, start, we're going to try and coordinate sometime this week. As well as another episode with Frank because uh, same thing. We're supposed to record with Frank and then I got sick. And then we had crates. So it's just, it's not one thing, it's a goddamn another. Um, yeah. But of course, also shout out to our boy Steve Fees, uh, Rachel, and of course, Michael Heredia of M3 Toys. Everyone M3 Toys use promo code PWTCast, get 10% off. They just got a whole bunch of new stock and a bunch of toys, a bunch of Funko Pops. I myself went shopping. Um, so yeah, go ahead, check out their website. Anything, anything got to say, Jeremy, before we get the heck out of here? No, uh, just in, enjoy 
your life. The wise words of Jeremy. Enjoy your life and uh, master your karaoke song. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, for the PWT cast this week, you guys, I've been Scrump. And I'm Jeremy. And this is a friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.